What's going on? Yeah, it's the Pete Callender Show. Yeah, I'm Pete. Welcome. Thank you for listening. And you can hear the latest episodes at thepetecallendershow.com. That's the latest episode. You can also subscribe to the podcast at the same website, thepetecallendershow.com. You can join the Facebook group as well, which is The Pete Callender Show. And uh, we'd love to see you over there. You can also... Uh, Help us out by becoming a patron for the program, like Monica did, and Jan, and Jean, and Jim, and Taylor, and Rebecca, and Peggy. Thank you all. Um, Also, the show is made possible by Mattress Man. When I first launched the podcast a couple of weeks ago, the owner of Mattress Man stores immediately reached out and said he wanted to support the show. It's the kind of guy he is. Chuck is his name. And... He says, we've got to support our neighbors, which, gosh, you look at what's going on right now with the COVID virus, and yeah, we have to support our neighbors. And uh, it's the same reason why when a local charity called them up and said, hey, we need a bunch of beds, Mattress Man stores gave them beds. When veterans say they, you know, hey, I need a job, and they walk in needing a job, Mattress Man stores hires veterans. It's the kind of people they are. All the people at Mattress Man stores are like this. It's why I've always been honored to be able to tell you about the business and uh, I'm not just, you know, telling you to go buy a bed from them. Christy and I, we bought our bed from Mattress Man. We love it. We bought this bed years ago before I even met Chuck. Mattress Man uh, sells all of the beds. They've got the inner spring beds. They've got the pillow top, the natural latex. Uh, we have a memory foam bed and we love it. Uh, they sell adjustable bases so you can elevate your head and your feet. Uh, and and uh, they got the separate bases so you know you can elevate your head and your partner can elevate their feet. It's just fantastic. It's locally owned. Mattress Man stores are locally owned and operated. They have four in Asheville, Arden, and Hendersonville, but they do ship nationwide. Let the sleep consultants help you find the right bed. And going on now, they've got their tax refund sale so you can use your tax refund to get a great night's sleep tonight and then pay it off later, right? Great savings. Buy now, pay later, no credit needed. Just 50 bucks down. And then you pay the balance when your tax refund arrives. Get 90 days, same as cash payment options through Amica Financing as well. Um, Five-star delivery service, a 120-day comfort guarantee. Experience the difference at Mattress Man. Buy local, sleep better at Mattress Man stores. Mattressmanstores.com. Um, All right, so the governor also at his press conference uh, on uh, the COVID-19 update was asked about uh, this, uh, not just the closing of the schools, but also this limit on gathering. Um, And the state says uh, you you should not be holding any gatherings of 100 or more people. Now, I have the, uh, here it is, the executive order, prohibition of mass gatherings. A mass gathering is defined as any event or convening that brings together more than 100 persons in a single room or single space at the same time, such as an auditorium, a stadium, an arena, a large conference room, a meeting hall, a theater, or any other confined indoor or outdoor space. This includes parades, fairs, and festivals. A mass gathering does not include normal operations at airports, bus and train stations, medical facilities, libraries, shopping malls, or other spaces where more than 100 people are gathered. It also does not include office environments, factories, grocery stores, 
restaurants, or other retail establishments. So it seems like it's just special events? I was kind of confused about this. A reporter did ask uh, specifically, though, about restaurants. Are you Can't. recommending that people don't go to restaurants? The, the large gathering order does not apply to restaurants or to shopping malls or to other retail stores. There is, however, guidance from the Department of Health and Human Services about social distancing, about uh, the fact that you do have sort of people in transient and who are walking around in these areas. So we have not included them in the order, but want people, restaurant owners, and retail establishments to be mindful of the social distancing and to take steps to protect their customers. Obviously, even though this doesn't apply to restaurants, people are being asked, right, to self-isolate, self-quarantine, to not go out, to try to limit social interactions. And if you are going to be around other people, keep a six-foot <laughs> distance between you and everybody else. Um, which, like, look, I was <clears throat> I was out uh, earlier. I went down to the uh, government center uh had to get my concealed carry permit renewed and you know i'm in there and there are a bunch of other people in there with me and it's kind of difficult to keep that six foot buffer you know as people thought i was kind of weird i was just walking around with my hands out on either side you know like a like i'm like a, pretending to be an airplane just kind of walking through the area just to make sure nobody got within <laughs> my zone. <laughs> but no, this is this is obviously very difficult for restaurants right now, which is why when I came across this story at the Citizen Times, this uh, uh, website called Asheville Strong, it's an effort to support Western North Carolina small businesses amid this virus outbreak, specifically these businesses in the service industry. Uh, because if nobody's going out to eat, right, people who make their living off of tourists and you know, locals, the dining out, uh, they're going to be in pretty bad shape. My fear is that this is going to result in a lot of uh, small businesses and restaurants closing down. That's and and I'm not alone. A lot of people are very worried about that. And um, so I was really excited to see that somebody is kind of coordinating some effort here. Catherine Campbell joins us. She is the founder and director of Strategy for Bright Planning. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you making time for us, Catherine. And uh, first, tell us, what is Bright Planning? Sure. Well, thanks, Pete, for having me on the show. Um, so Bright Planning is a marketing and PR agency that's based in Asheville, and we serve clients who are in the food, beverage, hospitality, and lifestyle businesses. So we've been at the forefront of this of this uh, COVID-19 unfolding and helping our clients uh, figure out solutions to their challenges that have been coming up over the last few days. And that has sort of taken the form of uh, this website that I came across last night, AshevilleStrong.com. So what is this website about? What are you trying to do with this website, Asheville Strong? Sure. AshevilleStrong.com is a movement to buy local gift cards right now in Asheville and in Western North Carolina from small businesses scattered around the city and as well as outside in towns that also need support. We started this uh, last week. So last week I started getting the idea of it 
uh, for it and then kind of surprised my staff (laughs) (laughs) uh, by saying, hey, we're going to do this and built, uh, you know, just decided to decide on the name on Friday, built the website on Saturday, launched it Saturday evening. And by Sunday morning, woke up to dozens of listing submissions and an outpouring of support for for the website. So uh, kudos on the uh, domain name, AshevilleStrong.com. I was, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised it was still out there. It was still available. But uh, so hey, you and me both. Right. <laughs> um, so you got the you got the website. And so now uh, it essentially is sort of a, uh, what, like a hub for uh, local, specifically hospitality businesses, right? Or is it open to, 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 I don't know, just regular retailers as well? Absolutely. It started as an idea to help out our restaurant clients and then, you know, trying to figure out how can we provide an all-in-one place directory for our clients, you know, just kind of spread the news about what they're doing, Um, but specifically our restaurant clients, you know, and, you know, facing potential closure, facing, uh, you know, even mandated or, or volunteer closure. And so it really bloomed out of that. And then from there, we said, well, we've also need to talk about our beverage. You know, we need to talk about beverage companies, our hospitality clients. And then that expanded beyond our clients to Asheville and Western North Carolina at large. So we have categories on AshevilleStrong.com right now for food, beverage, hospitality, professional services, retail shops, experiences such as classes and museums, um, wellness. So, you know, your yoga studios, massage therapy, uh, natural health and wellness. And then um, one category that's also personally important to me is our farms and our farm partners as well. How, explain that. <laughs> so, I mean, I grew up in, in Hayesville, North Carolina, mm-hmm. so right here in Western North Carolina. And so I grew up in a farming community. Um, I think that the Appalachian Sustainable Agriculture Project has a great centralized hub and resource there. So we are trying to drive as much traffic as possible to their website because they'll have some messaging. But in the meantime, we went ahead and started a category for any farm partners who might be listing their CSAs or they might be offering uh, farm products online, such as, you know, eggs, milk, et cetera, that's available for delivery, um, especially right now since the city tailgate markets are shut down. Yeah. Um, Why gift cards? Why, um, I guess I'm just thinking, you know, you could try to, you know, just order something tonight from a local restaurant. I know my wife and I, uh, we usually try to go to restaurants like on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you know, so because we know that on weekends, it's harder to get a table. Yes, but it's also it's a way to help the local restaurant, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, keep some business in the coming through the door or, you know, in, in the middle of the week when there's not a lot of tourists in town. So why gift cards? Absolutely. I have to agree with you. One of the most important things that that people can do right now is ordering takeout and to-go orders. Uh, that can definitely help keep the doors open and a larger amount of cash flow coming through for those businesses. But on the flip side of that, we have we have businesses that have to they have to voluntarily close their doors. Take, for example, you know, the fine arts theater, the movie theater right now. Um, you know, they have they have to close their doors, but in the meantime, people can purchase, they can purchase gift cards and gift certificates uh, to be used at a later time. And then we also have some individuals who have reached out and said, hey, 
I want to buy gift certificates or gift cards in bulk to a variety of, of shops and or or restaurants or or beverage companies or what have you, and I want to distribute them to our, our healthcare workers and our first responders as a thank you. And I think that that has been a really surprising side effect of this movement as well. Yeah. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Uh, for folks who have never worked in restaurants or service industry jobs, and you know this, that the margins, the profit margins in a restaurant can be very, very tight. And so, um, being closed for a couple of days can Mm -hmm. take a huge bite out of uh, a small business's budget, let alone if this thing goes on weeks and weeks. I I mean, I'm not... I guess I'm more of a pessimist, but I'm wondering, like, these restaurant owners and and the workers, they've they've got to be really, really concerned right now that they're not going to be able to reopen. They are. Even, like you said, even just a couple of days of closure can be devastating for a restaurant. And my thoughts are with, you know, all of our restaurants here in in Asheville, in Western North Carolina, the idea of having to uh, having to close for the foreseeable future, even you know whether that's a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months, who knows who will be able to reopen? And so, by we've been able to advise our clients and other businesses on how they can creatively pivot to keep the doors figuratively open, even if they can't keep them literally open to their dining rooms. So thinking about, uh, you know, drive, you know, creatively uh, making up drive-throughs, um, you know, pop-ups, delivery to go orders, meal kits so that they can sell their, they can sell ingredients that can be assembled and cooked at home, um, heat and eat dishes. Uh, we also work with, for example, um, one of our clients is both a restaurant and a butcher shop. And so right now their, their restaurants are low traffic, but their, but their butcher shop, they've been compiling bulk meat orders for, Mm. for people like it's going out of style right now. It's, it's, we've really seen a huge increase in that for their, that side of their business. So there's there are ways in which things can can creatively pivot, but then there are other people who you know we are genuinely concerned about how how they can fare in this when there's not a lot of options, not right. a lot of movement in any direction. Right, because even if a business owner is able to um, to pivot, like you said, and I think I know this the the place you're talking about that's also a butcher shop, but um, even if the restaurants are able to pivot, it's not going to be it's not a hundred percent. They're not going to be able to make it up. Maybe they do, but I, I don't believe they 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 are. But even if they can pivot, they're probably not going to require the amount of personnel that they normally would need on like a Friday and Saturday. And now I'm thinking all of the the service industry workers that aren't. I mean, these are folks that live on tips, and mm-hmm. they're not getting those tips. And so, is there uh, something that uh, that the website has has found that's sort of addressing that side of the equation as well? We're pulling together some links and resources for all of our, you know, for all of our industry workers, for our gig workers, for freelance and contract workers. Um, we have a couple of links currently on the site right now. We're continuing to add more as we can, as fast as we can research them. So, so we're, we're really trying to figure out creative ways. I think that there are people who are setting some examples around the country right now. And we're, we're really looking to outside sources to pull in that knowledge and to recreate those safety nets here in Western North Carolina. Asheville Strong is 
unfortunately can't be all things to all people, but we sure as heck can provide links and helpful resources, you know, to those other, to those other resources and those other places where people can find help. The website is AshevilleStrong.com. And uh, as the website says, you can creatively support your small businesses. A few minutes make all the difference. Um, and I, I got to say, like, just from a media standpoint, you've, you've given uh, uh, the, the Instagram story graphics, like all of these these tools that people need in order to sort of social media out, to social out these uh, uh, the effort and to let people know what's going on. And... Uh, and I gotta—I'd like to believe that uh, more people are going to see this stuff, and then kind of all start lifting together, pushing in the same direction, whatever metaphor you want to use. Um, but there, you, you list four different ways to support restaurants right now on the website, um, and this comes from the Chestnut team. Is this Chestnut Restaurant that that offered That's these correct. up? Okay. Uh, so number one, honor reservations. Um, that's a big one. That's just always right. That's always the case. Though. <laughs> you should always. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> you should always honor your reservations. Um, but right now, even more so, opt for carry out or delivery. Um, and this raised a question for me, um, and maybe you know the answer. And if you don't, that's okay. But are there restaurants that are still not set up for that kind of operation? Uh, I guess. I was sort of surprised with the rise of like Uber Eats and there were a lot of restaurants that now are kind of building out this entire side of the business that just hands food to a driver, you know, that you would never in the past think that restaurants would do that, that sort of thing. But now they, they kind of have to. So are they in a better position now or are there still restaurants that, that don't have that operation built out to accommodate that? Yeah, there are definitely restaurants that are not built out to accommodate that right now. They are quickly looking into those. You know, one of the ways in which one of the questions that have come up and one of the ways in which people have been trying to move in a creative direction is, you know, was addressing the question, how can we set up direct delivery so that we can keep our employees in business? Um, and that's just a that's just a matter, however, of looking into proper licensure and insurance to be able to cover your owned employees versus outsourcing and losing a chunk of your profit margins and commissions to something like Uber Eats. Uh, but we do have some great delivery options here in Asheville and beyond, uh, you know, that are also kind of locally grown efforts. Uh, you know, there was, there was takeout central, there's, um, there's kickback Asheville, there's, there are a couple of other options as well. And so I think everybody is, is leveraging all the options that are on the table in front of them right now. Yeah. Um, the other, uh, uh, tips that come from the chestnut restaurant folks, uh, buy gift cards and merchandise. That's another good, uh, uh, add on the merchandise. If you've been eyeing mm -hmm. the, the Pilsner glass or something from your favorite restaurant, <laughs> now's the time to buy it. Uh, also tip your server or delivery person. Um, and I would, I would add to that tip them a lot because they're not probably getting any, uh, additional tips. Um, you know, from a lot of people. Uh, and so if, if you're the only one that goes above and beyond uh, in the night for that person, then that's going to make a lot of difference for that, uh, for that one driver uh, that may have very well have been a server uh, up until a week ago, and now they're driving. So who knows? Um, Absolutely. Any other tips that you would give uh, that you would give folks who want to help besides what Chestnut offered up here that you've got on the website? Well, just thinking about, I think one of the great, one of the great ideas that came up was, was, you know, how can you bulk order gift cards or gifts for 
all of the people who are working on the front lines right now mm-hmm. um, in, you know, and that's, that's everybody from, you know, from your, your first responders to your healthcare workers, to your, uh, you know, to your, your, um, let's see, just, you know, healthcare teachers, providers, yeah, teach, <laughs> well, not, providers, yeah. uh, volunteer, you know, volunteers, nonprofit, uh, nonprofit organizations too, that are, that are kind of working around the clock right now to provide additional community resources, uh, for those who are the most vulnerable. Um, there's, there are so many people that, you know, even, uh, even your, your, your post office, uh, your, yeah. your post office and postal delivery workers right now, you know, leaving maybe a gift card in the mailbox for them being out and about. Uh, there's just, there are so many, there are so many people and that you can be gifting to. It's not just about stocking up for, for the holidays early right now, of course, which is always a great thing to do. But. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I hadn't thought of that. I guess that's the fallback. If you buy a whole bunch of them and uh, and all of this ends and you're, you're, you got Christmas covered in uh, another 10 months. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yep, right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, we appreciate your time. Catherine Campbell, the founder and director of strategy at Bright Planning. And you can go to the website, AshevilleStrong.com and uh, see how you can help. Uh, congrats on the success of this so far. Thank you for doing it. Uh, I appreciate somebody, you know, coming up with the idea, doing all of the hard work of building out the site and, and then, uh, organizing all of it at the back end side of this stuff is, uh, it's a lift. And so, uh, I appreciate you doing that. And thanks, uh, thanks for coming on the program and talking with us about it. I do appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. There was another story I saw at the paper at the thecitizentimes.com. Several local restaurants are stepping up to feed kids uh, with schools closed for the next two weeks. Um, White Duck Taco is offering a free taco every day to school-aged children. Baked Pie Company is handing out free bagged lunches containing PB&J, an apple, milk, and cookie. Um handing those out for, uh, to families between 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. Tuesdays through Saturdays. And Biscuit Head is offering, do you want to take a guess? A free biscuit, that's right, a free biscuit to school-aged children who visit one of their locations. Uh, all of that is now uh, underway. And so all of those really great efforts. And um, I think that that's really what's going to what's going to be required is a lot of people doing a lot of little things where they can, how they can. Christy and I have been, uh, you know, looking to do things like this as well for, you know, people in our apartment complex. Uh, we are not, I don't think we are any of the high risk people when, uh, Christy said I might be cause I used to get bronchitis when I was a smoker, but I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that still counts. Um, but there are some people in our building that we've seen that, you know, they should be and are, as far as we can tell, they're self-isolating. And so we want to be able to uh, to help them where we can. Um, a lot of churches not holding uh, services and stuff. So this is where a lot of it, it is an interesting it is an interesting look like on the one hand, there are a couple of things that are coming to the surface. I'm noticing like, number one, all of a sudden, um, these hospitality businesses, uh, there's this desire to help protect them and everybody's, you know, rising to help and, and like, that's good, but it does kind of seem like a bit of a change from just a couple of weeks ago when people were railing against a lot of these same sorts of industries. Anyway, um, locally that's, uh, I did find that uh, kind of humorous. The other thing is 
you know, everybody's wanting their uh, people, a lot of people, I shouldn't say everybody, there are a lot of people that are uh, calling for, you know, government to be doing stuff. But as I said uh, on Twitter last night about this very Asheville strong group, you know, for conservatives, if if we want government to do less, then, you know, we need to do more. That's that's the trade-off. That's the deal. If everybody just kind of sits back and doesn't do anything, let somebody else take care of it. Uh, well, somebody else might have some other ideas and you may not like those, right? So uh, the more that we can step up and help each other, uh, the less likely it would be needed for you know government to step up and do some of these things. But also, I do find it a bit interesting that there are people that are or that have been in the business let's say of iconoclasm of tearing down institutions and such uh they've made it their cause for a very long time and now when they realize sort of like the libertarian prophecy which is always you know the government that promises it can do all of these things for you and then when the catastrophe hits you realize oh no it couldn't um The people that have been tearing down institutions, such as, for example, civic organizations, but also churches, right, religion, and uh, these are the very institutions, these, these foundations of the society that can do things because they're called to do them. We are, you know, we are called to do these things, Um, and I just, I saw the other day on Twitter, somebody he was a progressive and he was saying something like, oh, you know, we got to uh, find a way to everybody, you know, band together and <laughs> and and help each other. There's got to be new systems. And like, does it need to be a new system or or maybe we shouldn't have discarded some of the old systems, some of the old institutions just because they were old. Right. There's this sort of uh, there's a conceit, there's an arrogance uh, to uh, the idea that, well, just because something is, you know, from the past and it's existed for hundreds of years that, pff, well, we don't need it anymore. We should discard it because it's old and they don't know what they're doing and all this. Rather than look at it through a lens of, hey, no, humans ordered society in a certain way because they had discarded poorer models, right? Uh, the, the If you believe that human existence has been a pursuit to get to a more perfect, uh, you know, governing or civilizational model. And, and if you're constantly moving towards that goal and you're discarding systems that don't work, then it seems to me <laughs> like uh, you keep the ones that work. And if we just throw everything away because they're old, well, then we're going to go back and we could very well be picking up old models and putting them in place and they don't work very well. It's always been, always been, uh, A big concern of mine. It's actually uh, the premise of a book by uh, Francis Fukuyama. Uh, I think it's called the uh, the end of history is the name of the uh, the name of the book. Um, Let's see here. I also have a bunch of um, I've got a bunch of comments here from folks on Facebook and uh, and on Twitter and at the Patreon page as well. Um, Raising questions. We're going to get into this in another episode. Um is raising questions about whether or not we believe what all of these experts are telling us about the uh, the seriousness of this virus and whether it's all just uh, 
it's all just political. This is all being done to hurt Trump. And it's an, there's an interesting breakdown in some polling showing that Democrats are, um, they are taking more steps to self-isolate and Repub- than Republicans because Republicans tend not to see this as, uh, as a serious threat. Like, for example, restaurants. Are you going to restaurants? Are you stopping? You know, 36% of Democrats uh, are uh, avoiding them. Uh, 12% the Republicans. Um, family worries, 68% Democrats, 40% Republican. Um, are you avoiding gatherings? 61% of Democrats say yes. 30% of Republicans say yes. Change travel plans. 47% of Democrats have only 23% of Republicans. If this turns out to be very bad, those those Republicans may come to regret these decisions, may come to regret not being uh, more prepared and not taking more, more steps. So we'll get into that in a later episode. If you like this program, thank you. Um, and I would ask you to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe. You can go to thepetecalendarshow.com. I've got a link to all of the podcast platforms. Uh, and consider becoming a patron. Links are all, again, at thepetecalendarshow.com. Thank you so much for the support. Talk to you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone.